Stellantis uh, CEO is gonna come in here. Keep my company's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That intro would sound even better if it were actually that car. That actually does not look too far off. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, you broke it. I didn't break it. There's <laughs> Germans that broke it. Let me see. This is a GT3 RS, right? Is there, yep. Oh, GT2 RS. Sorry, it's a GT2 RS. We've got not too far off looking from the GT4 RS I drove a few weeks ago, which was excellent. We've Very got excellent driving car. Also a uh, Gallardo Super Ligera. Which of those two cars would you rather drive? Super Ligera. Really? Just because I mean, that's amazing. The, this, the V10. That's true. And just, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a Lamborghini. It'd be tough for me, but yeah. I'd probably, I mean, I've heard the GT2 RS yeah. is amazing. Although but this is I'm sure that's amazing just an too. Audi underneath. Yeah, but, but it's, this it's is... the last generation where they kind of got away with it still. Well, and this is just a Beetle underneath. <laughs> There's Peter Be Beetle back when Hitler had it. Yeah, this is just this is just a Nazi mobile. Nazi mobile. Yeah. So really, both of them are. Yeah. This here, the Tesla Cybertruck. That's Freedom Wagon. Freedom Wagon. Yep. That's that's American uh, independence yep. right there. Well, a lot of people don't even think Tesla's American. I know, idiots. Like, did you hear that thing with the? I, I, I'm pretty sure you did, but the Tesla driver who got a, like a fake ticket at a factory because he had parked his car in the domestics only lot. Yeah. Yeah. And someone thought it wasn't a domestic. I've never understood the hate for Tesla's for that because it's like, it's literally an American made car with American engineering. It's the most and, American made car. Yeah. The model three, the most American made car. And yet people don't like it. Oh, I wanted a fucking golf and Elon cart. Musk starts building them in Germany and they throw them a parade. Yeah. And the chancellor's there and everything, and they're like, oh, and they're like thanking him, like, thank you for coming and decide, choosing to build your cars here and all that. And he yep. dances on live TV and he does it in America, and people just get mad at him. Yep, I don't understand. Now, I, overall, I mean, you can like or hate Elon for a lot of the things they've done, but uh, I mean, you gotta, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, gotta give respect where respect, yeah, do. credit where credit's due. Welcome, everyone, to episode 14 of the Daily Motor Podcast. And look at this. Proper podcast microphones. Yeah. yeah. Matt Farah, we're coming for you. Who's Matt Farah? Smoking Tire. He has, like, the largest automotive podcast in the oh. world. Yeah, big big boy. But, you know, uh, he's cool and all, but we're going to be bigger. You know, pretty much all we need is two podcast mics. And uh, you know, rest in peace, Chris. Still dead from that Stellantis fire accident. Um, unfortunate, but he's still missed. Because of that, last week was a little simple. All we had, yeah. Toyota Sienna minivan. I've got the right key for this. Oh yeah, you're right. You have an Audi key. I have an Audi key. If I just stick it in, I should start it. Just open the door. And just yeah. It should start if I do that, right? Right. I should hear a little engine come on. Yeah. Hey, wow, they even put the motor in the back and uh, underneath there. Cause yeah, you can you can lift up the flap. And see it? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Toy cars are fun. They are fun. Toyota Sienna. I actually quite liked that van. I, like, I liked it, but the back seat was a bit... I still don't understand what you didn't like about this back no, seat. No, let, let me make it clear. It's nothing that I like hated. 
it's just compared to the other cars, the other cars just do it better. Like, there's, there's just details that the Sienna just doesn't do as well. Like, I had USB-A, USB-C, headphones so check. So it even does... has a little, uh, little window shades. And you, you guys can go like... watch my review on the back seat, and I point out all these things, like how when you put the third row in, it doesn't go comp- like that flat. Or you have, it's... I didn't, yeah, I didn't care for that, how it's not perfectly flat surface in the back, and the third row's folded, right? Yeah, yeah. and the, thir- the third row seats were not good at all. It was, it was like the bench was like very, very short, and the backrest is very flat now if you're a kid that's probably not the but you can recline the third row you can but it's still like it's just it's just like being on a board i didn't think it was that bad and it's not it, it's all about where if you're gonna be buying a minivan for to specifically put like 13 year olds in there all the time on longer road trips um then the pacifica or the well if you don't want to be on fire um the pacifica the carnival or the Odyssey are probably going to be better bets. Well, it's interesting. Chris Brower uh, did come back from the grave briefly last week to drive the Sienna, and he didn't care for it much. He didn't really like it. Yeah. And I was like, why? It's, it's great. He didn't really like the powertrain. Surprisingly, though, he does like the looks, which is the only thing I don't like about it. So I don't know if this is a what what uh, if the the fumes from the Stellantis vehicle he was caught on fire and have gotten to his brain, but. Uh, I I didn't like the looks of the Sienna, but I liked just about everything else. But I will say, for $55,000, it's missing a lot of features that a lot of the other vans have. But that's kind of who buys a Sienna, is someone who doesn't want the gimmicks. They literally just want the most simple-to-own, efficient-at-what-it-does-at-its-purpose car that yeah. they could possibly get. I mean, what other vehicle out there transports seven people... With a good amount of cargo space still, and in good comfort, and gets 30 miles per gallon outside of an electric vehicle. I don't think there is anything. I mean, you're, what MPG does the Peggy get on the highway? Like 23, I thought it was better than that. It was like 26. Not at 70. Huh. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I was thinking Peggy until you said um, yeah. gas. But yeah, that's the really good. If you want a minivan with a fuel economy, and like I said, in the like I pointed out many times in the um, review, if you're transporting around three-year-olds in car seats, none of the stuff with the seats and none of the stuff really when it comes to like, because I, I did point out how the materials aren't is nice as something right all those not. things are not going to matter if you're transporting around three four-year-olds especially if they're asian in my in my live drive i said uh when we we're i don't know if you caught it but we we're loading up we we're checking out the load height of the third row of the back yeah and i and Alyssa was filming and everything i'm like see that's very low for little asian ladies who are loading things in there <laughs> and she was like charlie and i'm like what it's true and two or three of the commenters were like yeah 100 <laughs> percent Asian women buy the Toyota Sienna. That's just that's just how it is. <laughs> <laughs> so they have to have everything easy for that. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. There's there none of the, the materials aren't as nice. You're not gonna have Will Smith walk in and come over here and slap you, <laughs> right? Um, the uh, the backup camera, the resolution's awful. It doesn't have things like the cabin talk. It doesn't have the fam cam view. The screen quality is not that great. I mean, think about the Pacifica. You get those 
awesome screens in the back where you can play like checkers with the other seat and all these things and the pinnacle trim has got pillows and it's just a very nice place to be mm -hmm. You're not getting any of that with the with the sienna but i honestly think most people who buy a sienna don't care yeah they really don't so i think if i were going to own a minivan for over five years i'd get the sienna if i were going to own it less than five years i'd get the pacifica carnival should be pretty reliable though i think it should be pretty reliable the carnival didn't wow me it, it it's the same thing like it, it, with all the other like majority except for like the veloster and in the stinger mm -hmm. those are the only two that really wowed me um korean cars yeah and it's it's amazing like it's got so much comfort so much tech wouldn't buy one though yeah um i just it, the, the orange interior is cool but like that's only gonna be cool for a month you know <sighs> and the looks you, again you get over looks I still think the Pacifica looks a little bit better. See, the thing, even though I would question reliability, I'd probably have to go with the Pacifica just yeah. because of the stow-and-go seats. Let's see. Carnival versus Pacifica at KBB. Kelly Blue Book. Kelly Blue Bitch Book. The, the, the Carnival looks a little more aggressive, I will say that. The best looking by far is the Pacifica, no doubt about that. Yeah, the Pacifica still looks really darn good. They literally took a Maserati grill and slammed it on the front of that. Alright, so here's specs. Not that anyone really cares about specs. Wow, look how remarkably similar the powertrains are in the Carnival. In the Carnival Pacifica. Three horsepower difference, the exact same torque, although... Pacifica's torque, full torque, comes on a thousand RPMs lower, which is really important because who's who's flooring their minivans and getting it up all the way to five thousand RPM to get max torque? Something Chrysler's always done well. Yeah, they they always they, you know, American brands in general do a good job at lowering torque. You need an extra gear in the Pacifica too. Fuel economy pretty darn identical. You can get the plug-in hybrid in the Pacifica, which you cannot with the Carnival. I swear, my Explorer has so much low and has so much low end torque, and so little high end torque. When I floor it, I honestly think it accelerates slower than it does <laughs> if I'm like in a higher gear with lower revs. Yeah, I, I think I think I'd be taking the Pacifica. Yeah, the Carnival's the Carnival was good. I just wasn't those seats. It's like they tried to put too much engineering into those those silly. Uh, Super, They're super cool, luxury but how practical. Yeah, how often are you actually going to use that? Yeah. I don't know. And it pretty much rendered the third row useless. Yep. Yeah. Um, the thing the Kia does well is just its pricing. And the thing the Sienna does really well is its fuel economy. Right. If someone could nail down Chrysler, if they could nail down all those things without having it catch on fire, <laughs> it would be by far the one to get. Yeah. Now, this is interesting. The starting price of the Carnival is $4,000 less than the Pacifica, but invoice price, what the dealer actually has to pay, is significantly lower on the Pacifica than it is the Carnival. So you could probably walk out the door for less in a Pacifica than you could with a Carnival. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So how about the Odyssey? Where would you stick the Odyssey in? All I, like the, I liked the Odyssey a lot. Um, it's just, you know... It kind of hits all the boxes fairly, I would say. Yeah. It looks decent. Mm -hmm. It's fun to drive. It's It kind of nails down all the things about half as well as each 
all the other ones do the individual things very well. Yep. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of like second place in everything. Yeah. Of deal. Um, I also think it's the the Odyssey is the best driving minivan. Definitely. But I don't think most people care about driving dynamics Probably in their not. minivan. Um, the turning radius of the Sienna was unbelievably good. It was quite good. They, yeah, it was a very maneuverable car in yeah, general. It's for Japan. The other thing I'll say about the Odyssey is it has a built-in vacuum, which the Sienna does not. I think the Pacifica and the Odyssey both get built-in vac. I don't think the Carnival has that either. And that's a must for some people. So Motor Trend did a comparison between all of these, all four of, of these ones. Which one drives best? Who gives a crap? <laughs> What'd they say, though? Everyone agree the Sienna's brake pedal was numb and difficult to acclimate to. Uh, they literally... Motor Trend sucks so much dick, dude. Um, they didn't really say. <laughs> they do. They really do. It's a shame because they have good access to everything, but... The only thing I love most about them is their video. Their their video content. Their Otherwise, video content their writing is not good at all. Right. Um, not only that, but they do the world's greatest drag race, and that's like the coolest that's thing. Cool. That's so cool. Yeah. They. It's like literally everyone's dream of just getting all these ridiculously cool cars to put together. To right. They put the Sienna fourth, which I don't know if I I really uh, I really they agree put with. the Pacifica third. Yeah. All right. So here, here's here. I'll list. I'll read off the pros and cons for all of them. Fourth place, Toyota Sienna Pro, standard hybrid powertrain, EPA rated thirty five combined with all wheel drive, practical center console. Yeah, those are all true. Cons: engine noise. Yes, that two and a half liter doesn't sound great when when you get on it hard. But I don't think most people are getting on it that hard. Looks sportier than it is. You could just say ugly and dated feeling infotainment. I think those yeah. are all true, but I think those are pretty minor. Verdict: amazing fuel economy and good storage, but poor brake pedal feel and lack are of family-friendly features re relegate it to the spot. You know how many people just don't. You're gonna get used to the brake pedal yeah, feel. I have no problem with I, it. It just feels like a standard hybrid car. Like yeah, I mean yeah, some brake pedals I will admit, and it's definitely true are worse than others. But when you're driving different cars back to back. Those are things you notice more things, but after you acclimate for a few a month, yeah. it just becomes second nature. Totally fine. Yeah, some cars you'll get in and you'll like touch the brake pedal and it'll grab real quick yeah. or something. You don't, but after you get used to that, yep. then you're fine. Quick shout out to our members, Joey Finley and PM70, tuning in. We are live streaming this for any members who support Daily Motor week <clears throat> in and week out, get access to our members only content. <clears throat> One of those now is live stream on the podcast. Now, why don't we live stream to anyone, you ask? Well, that's because sometimes I'm known to say really irresponsible shit on this podcast. And if it goes live, I'd like it to go to people who know what they're expecting. Yeah. <laughs> you have to pay money to get debauchery. Third place, Chrysler Pacifica. Pros. <coughs> Good handling for the class. That's true. Mm -hmm. Stow and go. Great. High res and easy to use infotainment. Well, true. Mm -hmm. Cons, lackluster interior material choices? What? For the Pacifica? It has some of the nicest. You can literally get quilted leather pillows that come in the Pinnacle model. What trim did they have? Let's see. They're going to have to go all the way up here. That's ridiculous. They had a, a Pacifica S Limited. How good is this? look at the photo. Click on that. See all 20, 240 photos. Dude. Oh. Let's test out this internet. Live streaming. <laughs> actually doing pretty well. Yeah, I'm impressed. Well, 
Oh, gotta get fucking ads because for somehow Motor Trend can't afford to put. put All right, go, 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 go back, go back, go back one minute. You can see right there how flat those seats are. I mean, just look at him. Does that look comfortable? It's fine. It's kids don't need comfort. Okay, but kids here, can sleep in but jeans. Here, exactly. That's what I said too. But here's the thing: <laughs> compared to pretty much every other third row, everyone else manages to put even some sort of contouring to your back and your butt, and that didn't, and which kind of surprised me because it's minivan. Well, in about three years, we'll get to the rest of the uh, rear rows here. Okay, you're right. This one does look a lot more comfortable than the Honda. Yep. Deep, look how much longer deeper, the... Deeper, yeah, bottoms yep. and, and bigger headrests. No, I will give you that. Will All right, now, now we get to see the other ones, too, so I get to be yeah. extra proven. <laughs> Vindicated, if you will. The Odyssey does look neat inside. Oh, and here's the Kia coming up. Kia's third row. Oh, it does yeah. look very similar to the to the Odyssey. Yep. Yep. Contoured. It has cutouts for your butt. Yep. That is true. It just looks generally nicer as well. Where where the fuck's the Pacifica? Gotta probably keep going. There's 240 photos. It's gotta be in there somewhere. Why wouldn't they do all the interiors first though? Motor trend. What is this? Oh, oh. Mm -hmm. Everyone unsubscribe from Motor Trend. I, is it back to the carnival now? Is that what's going on? Are they showing off features? Oh, I think that was it. There we go. There's the third row of... Oh, oh yeah. look how nice that is. I know. You're, compared you're to the... And that's the thing. Compa like, compared right. to the okay. Sienna. It's... Fair enough. I'll give that to you. But look at the... How did they say the interior materials weren't good? <laughs> look at those seats. Yeah. They look amazing. Yeah. But you get in a Pacifica and you think it's practically a luxury vehicle. Oh, that's, that's, the, that's the Kia. Yeah, the Pacifica's got this beautiful white uh, piping oh, along the gauges. seats. These cool gauges. Oh, nice. And now... Look at those seats. The seats look comfortable. The interior. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's Chrysler. There might be a little bit of cheapness here in their feeling. But what a, what a smart laid out center oh. stack. Yeah. Idiots, Motor Trend. All of you. Idiots. Anyway, let's get back to the... Pros, cons, and verdicts of them. Third place. So they said lackluster interior material choices. Wrong. The priciest. Okay, fair. But, again, everyone knows that you can go into a Chrysler dealer and just hand them a six-pack and they'll probably knock two grand off yeah. your price. Few showstopper features, except for the fact that it's the only one with dual flanking infotainment in the rear that you can literally play games and share navigation with your passengers back there and everything. And stow-and-go, which I would argue is a feature. The verdict. The driver's, driver's choice. choice. What? That would be the Honda, clearly. <sighs> it's eye-popping MSRP and segment trailing materials mean this former segment leader has been passed by... No, Motor Trend, you're wrong. You're fucking wrong. Second place, Honda Odyssey. Quickest in the test. Like anyone gives a shit. What minivan quickest. is quickest? Yeah, it's the, got the VTEC. Of course it's going to be quick and fast and really good. Has oh. hill-friendly shift paddles. <laughs> Again, who the fuck cares about shift paddles in your minivan? That's it, Motor Trend. <laughs> third, best third row access. Okay, that's fair. That's your only good pro that you've put for a, for a minivan in a minivan test. Cons, outdated infotainment. Okay, it's fine. Honda's infotainment is fine. Front drive only. Okay, yeah, that, that's yeah. fair. Third row, somewhat difficult to raise and lower. Somewhat. Verdict. A yeah, really that's... good all-arounder surpassed only by the greatness of our winner. Okay, you, that is a 
the verdict we kind of come to though yeah kind of that it's good yeah but i would still all rounder i'd still put the odyssey probably as fourth in my personal rankings it's there's nothing wrong with it it's a strong class in general yeah um in my opinion i would pick it over sienna i would pick it over the carnival i would really yeah wow i just again i just something about kia and hyundai's yeah i I just that's fair um all right, let's get to their their pros then. Oh, hey, Pittsburgh man in. What's going on, Pity? Kia Carnival pros. Incredible value. Okay, fair. It's priced decently well. Long list of thoughtful features for the. This sounds like it's written like a fucking advertisement by Kia. Long list of thoughtful features for the whole family. Upscale styling. Okay. VIP seats don't move for people in cargo. I think that's a huge con. I think pe- like the fact that those seats were yeah. such a bitch to move. No available all-wheel drive or, hy- or, or hybrid. I think that's huge. Yeah, I think that's a huge heck? con. Ride is a little too plush. How do you have a ride that's too plush in a minivan? That's I want it. my ride to be the plushiest possible. Gosh darn. You know, we always say we got we, we to try and calm down these live streams, <laughs> and then I bring a gun onto the live stream. <laughs> We'll stop doing that because for the because this needs you to be. You to keep taking it out. Yeah, because editing is a bitch. <laughs> All right, also so, not edit this. Verdict: Big value, tons of comfort, attractive looks, modern tech. The list goes on. The carnival shakes up the shake. I don't think that's true. I really don't. I yeah. Yeah, I think the carnival is good. I think it's a fine option. I think we need to start calling it Korean syndrome. Yes. Because it's so easy to look at the value. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to look at the tech and, like, yeah, they're good, but and get used to it. And you realize that it's really not so much better than the other one, the other cars out there. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I'm going to get... I totally take a Toyota over pretty much any, except a Stinger or a Velostraton. But those are two very specific and very particular cars that just do so many things very well. And Monotrend saying, like, all these amazing, you know, features and everything. It's things like ventilated second row seats, which, yeah, that's yeah. nice. Cool. Great. But, like... If you're in a car seat, why does... Yeah, that's a good point. Car seat, then it doesn't even matter. And, two, it's just, like, okay. You know, like, it's mm-hmm. it, that's not a huge revolutionary sort of thing. It's just, like, all right, that's pretty good. So, yeah, I, I, for me, my minivan rankings would go Pacifica, then Sienna, then Odyssey Carnival tied for third. I can see why someone would not want to get the Sienna. Yeah. Um, I would have to go Pacifica, Odyssey, Sienna, Carnival. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's... I mean... But here's the thing to point out, though. They are all good. They and, are all good. And you good. have to, if you're looking to buy a new video, you have to go through all of them. Don't just, like, like kind of think about it and then go to a dealer based on what you think. You Go test them all, test drive them all, go through them all thoroughly. Yeah. Because you might find that other ones do things specifically for you better than what the other one would. It is incredible how many people will buy a car without test driving at all. Mm-hmm. For example, the Hyundai Palisade we had a few weeks ago, I would have thought Alyssa would love that car. She did like it, but she did not fit properly in the in the driver's seat mm-hmm. during our life drive. She said she could not get comfortable, and she didn't like the way she sat, couldn't go up high enough. 
I never would have expected that. Yeah. But she would not know that without test driving it. And there's so many people who are just like, I want this and then buy it. Yeah. It's like, do you even like, especially with used cars too. You yeah. really, when I tested, test drove my Explorer, what was really cool about this particular situation is the salesperson literally, I would say most likely because I had, I had the cash with me to pay for the car. He just gave me the keys and said, go. And I was so blown away. Like, you just like yeah. like here go yeah. and so I went it I like started up looked under the hood checked over everything tested out the four-wheel drive I went down a dirty snowy road and like drifted it around a little bit tested the dynamics tested the all-wheel drive tested the brakes tested like really put it through its paces and um, then I decided to buy it because I liked yeah like what was yeah, there with the product um, but if I had test driven it and, you know, if I, if I hadn't have test driven it and it, you know, so many things could not have worked, the all wheel drive, you could have had major engine issues that I didn't know about. Or you could just straight up have not enjoyed the driving, not been comfortable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I test drove it and I, and the other thing is too, which also is you have to think about is, um, I didn't, I wasn't in love with the way it drove until I got used to it. And then I just discover things I liked about it more than so many other cars. Yeah. Um, so you have to keep that in mind, too, that you'll probably like it more as time goes on. Or you won't, and then you'll like, then you'll figure that out. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep, yep, yep. And if that happens, then, I mean, that sucks. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, so, all in all, I know we really beat the whole minivan thing. Yeah, you got to stop fidgeting with that. It's just going <laughs> to echo through the, uh, onto the microphone every time. All in all, Toyota Sienna, definitely a good car. Definitely a good car. It's certain buyers kind of fit for, but overall, it's all And they car. don't catch on fire. And they don't. Stellantis uh, CEO is going to come in here. Keep my company's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> this week. The good thing we have this. Don't bring that on. We're going to get demonetized. Just edit all of the last. I'm not ever. editing any more fucking shit out of this podcast. Leave this it out. This is the last, the last one. <laughs> last one, I promise. If the CEO of Stellantis come, although he is an American CEO, he'll probably have one too. Yeah, and isn't, isn't his name Mike Manley? Is it? I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure his name what is Mike it? Manley. Mike Manley. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was like Ram Truck CEO, and then after, um, uh, let's see, Mike, Mike Manley. Stellantis, uh, oh, maybe it's just, is it the American branch? Michael Manley. Yeah, CEO. Michael Manley. Oh, he left. Wait, in 2018, he was CEO of Fiat Chrysler. Um, in December 2020, Stellantis, he left Stellantis in September 21. I didn't realize that, so huh. now he's CEO of AutoNation. But it was Mike Manley. What's AutoNation? It's a huge uh, oh, dealership yeah, group, dealership. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. AutoNation, yeah, automotive retailer, has more than 300 dealerships. Very impressive. Anyway, this week at DMHQ, we have the Land Rover Discovery R-Dynamic S. And here's <sighs> the thing with Jaguar Land Rover products. They're not great, but they're, they have charisma. 
And so they still have a relevancy in the automotive landscape, even though I would never buy one. They have the British charm. They do. They really do. They, they don't drive well. Well, you actually kind of liked how this drove. I, I, it did have good dynamics, although I... That is because it's the R-Dynamic. I, I threw it into a corner, and it must... That thing is so tall, I guarantee you, if it didn't have stability control, it would roll. Because <laughs> I went into the corner, and the stability control just, I mean, it just stopped that thing so hard. <laughs> and I was like, huh, it must have, like, it must be really correcting itself. Also, no sport mode, surprisingly, even though it is the R dynamic. Yeah, yeah, it has all the sporty stuff. It says R dynamic on the gauge cluster or on the gauge screen, mm -hmm. and but no sport mode. What did you think in your brief time of the powertrain it's in line six? It was actually pretty fast. So I'll play a little bit of sound into the from the zero to sixty. Um, it's quick when you have it in the right gear at the right time. Yeah. Did you notice it doesn't downshift the way you think it would? It did. It did. Uh, that, yeah. It must have just been a fluke that. Okay. Um, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, I'm all for inline sixes. They make good smooth. And it's crashed. Linear power. Also, this is a mild hybrid system as well, so we got a 48-volt hybrid system. Yeah, that sounds mm -hmm. nice. It's a, little, it's a little muffled, but in a luxury sort of way. The other thing I found about it is, A, you feel like James Bond driving it. Um, it looks quite good. Yeah. Um, it encourages you to... I've driven cars where it, the car encourages you to drive slowly or... You know, relaxed. This encouraged you to drive quickly, I noticed. Really? Like, I was always, like, tempted to just get on it hard, take corners quickly, and just in general drive um, more aggressively than, than, like, the Sienna. Interesting. For instance. You're saying the hybrid minivan didn't encourage you to drive sporty? Sporty? However, the Sienna has a sport mode, which the Discovery does not. <laughs> Also, did you notice at all driving the Discovery round that something about you, everything felt a little cockeyed to one side? You know, <laughs> for some reason, just look at, if you, if you go through and watch my 0-60, to 60, you notice I always can get the camera dead on to the gauge cluster. Okay. See how it's, um, I'm like kind of angled a little bit? Yeah. I've I've noticed that when I was swimming, it's like I, I could not get it to like rest comfortably on the steering wheel, and be dead straight on with the gauge cluster. <laughs> Do you remember 2015 Silverados? How they yeah, all the previous gens slightly slightly off. For any yeah. of you who don't know, in the in the older Chevy full size trucks, the steering column was not perfectly lined up with. The uh, with the seat, the little cockeyed off, about off to an inch. Although when I sat in one, I realized one thing that that would benefit is cruising on the highway, having your right hand on the center console, and being able to comfortably hold on to the steering wheel because it's closer. Mm. What it doesn't do for the people like me who are left-handed and always do that with my left hand, it doesn't work. It's further away then. Yep. Pittsburgh man pointed out the Sienna has all that airflow from the big old grill, so it's so fast and sporty. I don't think that's true. I know he's making a joke because the Sienna has that giant grill, but only like an eighth of it is opened up yeah. for, for airflow. It'll be neat to spend some more time with the Discovery. I don't expect to like it that much. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's got good features. The infotainment's nice. Interior's luxurious. Not quite as luxurious, I'd say, as some of the other luxury cars at that price point. We're talking like $73,000. Yeah. And I think the biggest shame with that car 
is it is remarkably off-road capable, yet 1% of American buyers will use it for that purpose. What about the Starbucks parking lot? Is that not off-road? You're right. How can, of course, they're going to need hill yeah. descent control for in case any of the Starbucks <laughs> I, parking lot has I a two-degree control. And I found you can't. I've learned you can put it in drive with the door open. Or no. I think earlier I th- I was, um, it, it flips out if you ha- don't have your seatbelt on and, and try to put it in drive or have the door open. It throws a huge fit. So I tried to use the hill descent control. I was using it, and I wonder what happens if I open up the door. I opened up the door, and it slammed on the brakes. Oh, because really it thought you were like rolling away. It, I don't. It's just like closed door, and it, it put itself in park and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like wow. Let's do a quick, quick look at our uh, window sticker for that one. There's a little photo of it for everyone. You can see it's, it's, uh, it's kind of a neat color. A little bit of that kind of luxury tan. An inline six too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2021. It's one of the last 2021 cars we're gonna have. Fuel economy not super fantastic. 21 combined. It's a three-liter mild hybrid six-cylinder inline six. 355 horsepower and 369 pound-feet of torque. I lo- oh oh shoot. This opened in a new tab. I'm sorry. Some of you cannot see this as well. Um, how are we gonna best do this? Cast. There we go. I like when manufacturers put the horsepower and torque on their window sticker. Not yep. many do, but it is cool when they do that. Like I said, we've got all sorts of different options on this one. We've got the cold climate pack, heated steering wheel, heated windshield, which for those of you who have never driven a newer Jaguar product, they actually has little, very subtly noticeable uh, heat lines, veins through the, through the windshield. I will say, I forgot that existed when I was driving. Yeah, it. you usually do. Every now and then you notice it, but usually you, you don't you don't really notice it. Um, Twenty one inch wheels, which would not want to have off road. Eighteen way heated electric memory front seats. Oh, very good for off road. Yeah, of course. Um, all of that coming down to seventy three thousand dollars. That's steep. That is that is a that is a pretty penny. I mean. Uh, in this world, though, that's not uncommon. No. I'm thinking of your F-150, Silverado. Also, I'd like to point out, look down here. Final assembly point, not in the UK. Um, SVK, I would assume that's Slovakia. Yeah. That's interesting. Engine UK, transmission Germany, so that should work. <laughs> um, 72% of your parts do come from the UK, though, so that's something. Pittsburgh man said, you need the off-road ability for when the rich dad's 16-year-old daughter jumps the curb at Starbucks drive-thru. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be a nice car to have around. I don't know if it'll earn good car from me. Chris is going to come back from the grave and shoot the review on that one this I'm, week. So. Yeah, I'm going to go pull him back from the grave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see about, see about that one. The other one we have this week is the Audi A3. Now, Nathan, you just went out and saw it. It's white. Is it white? Yeah. We were supposed to get a... Oh, no, we weren't. Just kidding. I didn't look at the one we were supposed to get. I thought it was going to be black, but... Uh, I thought white. it was going to be red for some reason. Okay. Here it is right here. Is it... Uh... Oh, that is the world's smallest photo. I don't know why it's so tiny. Um... Yeah, all microscopic photos. I'm sorry. How does it look in person? Um, It looks... I'm not a fan. Really? I mean, it looks fine. I just, 
I don't like the... It's too sporty. Too sporty? Yeah, just just class it up a little bit, you know? Okay. Um, well, do we have a... Let's see. Do we have like a sporty package on this? Probably. Um, no. Although, Audi is confusing me so much with these trims. What the fuck does 40 mean? The A340. TFSI. Well, TFSI is the motor. Quattro is the powertrain. What's that, what's that stand for? Turbo charge... Turbo F. Forced something Turbo induction. Force. I fuel fuel. I don't know. I honestly don't. I just know it's the motor. But what's the forty? Is that the? Because they used to go with like. Yeah. Is that for the Premium age of plus is the tramp. Age of customer that's gonna buy it. <laughs> You're right. That's probably it. Either way, it's the A340 TFSI Quattro with the Premium Plus package, Glacier White metallic exterior. Santos Brown interior, adaptive cruise, which is an option, full LED headlights. That would actually be a good way to differentiate trims. You got the you got like the twenty year olds trim, <laughs> you've got the thirty, then forty, and then like eighty year olds trim, where the font is super big and yeah, all the controls are. There's only one radio station's oldies playing. Yeah, just permanently locked on there. Like that old person's car that Top Gear made. Exactly. Yep. Oh, this has the Bang & Olufsen sound system with 3D sound. That'll be good to test. I'm curious about that. 18-inch wheels. Hopefully we got some sidewall in them, bitches. 2-liter Turbski, making about 200 horsepower. Surprisingly, less horsepower <clears throat> in this generation A3 than the previous gen by about 20. Hmm. That's that's uh, interesting. Either that or the Germans just rated it lower. Yeah, that's possible. Did you look at the interior at all? Yes. Is it any impressions so far? Or do you have to be in some more time with it? <sighs> I'll have to spend a little bit more time in it. I don't like Audis. I don't like the new Audis. I like the older ones. I don't like generally the people who own them. So this is going to be an exercise in your bias? Yes. It, I'm going to be very heavily biased against this thing. We'll uh, see next week if it can win Nathan over. Yeah. Yes. But I, I hate... I'm so over this tech craze in the car industry. I want nice metal knobs to adjust things. I want dials. That's what I love about my simple basic Explorer. You got just normal things to turn the climate control. You've got normal simple gauges. Does this one not have uh, climate control? I haven't looked at it, but I... I, I read that this one actually has less tech inside than than the, the like kind of higher up Audi models. Oh, well, I hope so. See, just hey, look at that. You've got nice. Uh... That is good, but look how busy that interior is. It is. Now, now look at an old, old like an 08 A4. Yeah, well, obviously older cars are gonna be simpler. Just, I agree, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, I know, but look at an old A4 and just look how nice that interior is. I mean, it's yeah. I it, agree it's with you. It's so classy, so symmetrical, so styled. Yeah, I um, agree. I know. I Audis have always looked very classy in and out, and 
I agree. The newer ones are busier, and I don't care for them quite Especially as much. Especially the one with the beige. The beige with the nice, comfy... But part of it's not all Audi's fault, because every manufacturer is busy inside now. Except other than Lincoln. Tesla. Lincoln. Lincoln's are... You're right. They're not as bad, but they still have quite a lot going on. And, they look, and, they and look then elegant, pe- though. That you, is you know, not Douchebags in the YouTube comments then complain about cars like Lincoln or Tesla that don't have enough interior and they're like oh this looks so basic and boring inside they want the car to <laughs> or, look like or a got, video game the guy in the comment section of my channel that got really mad because the sienna didn't have a tachometer or a red line yeah it's and then someone self-moderated the youtube comment. he's like it's a hybrid minivan hey, what the fuck do you expect and and i was like people like you are the reason why we get like f sport trims on lexus <laughs> it's like yeah I know. No, stop doing. I don't want. The, I want gauges. I want like look at the Huayra. If a, a Pagani Huayra is a perfect example of nice, like yes, it m- might be practical as a city drive, but oh, look at all those materials and the like. Yeah, it's got screens, but you yep. can see the gear linkages. It looks remarkably busy to me. <laughs> I, it is busy. <laughs> look at all these. That's overwhelming. <laughs> it's awful. But look at, it's really got cool. real gauges. It looks stunning. Yeah, that is actually really, oh, really sweet. I want to drive one of those. Yeah? Just that for would, the gauges. That would be perfect. I don't want to feel the speed. I just want to look. just want to sit. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the reason I like my Maverick a lot as well. It's like 2022 mm-hmm. model year, but yet it's simple. I, I have not found myself driving that car around. We have over 3,000 miles on now. Never once have I been like, oh, man, I really wish this had more screen or more yeah. haptic control or anything. It's just, it just fucking works. I just get in and, oh, I need to turn my volume down. Click, click, click. Oh, I need to turn my volume down a lot. Scroll. Like, it just... With my Explorer, it's like no stability control. It's just so bare bones. And we did put a screen in it, admittedly, but it was sponsored. But I was fine with the older one. Like, it's nice to have it, but it's, you know, you, I got normal gauges. I've never once thought, hmm, I wish this was a map right in front of me that took up the whole entire thing. Yeah. And I wish there was screens for my climate controls. And I wish I had haptic touch controls. Like, I never, ever think that. Yeah. And I've got a nice, simple column shifter that I can literally shift without taking my hand off the wheel. I do love column shift. I know. It's like I can just go and like hold my phone and shift at the same time. It's got an 18 foot turning radius. It's just and it doesn't have stupid painted on tires for or <laughs> pa- like painted not, rubber on the wheels as a right, tire. It's tire, got it's nice balloony. It's not sporty at all. It's comfortable. It takes the bumps well. It's simple and it'll work. Men love tires, big tires. Ladies, keep that in mind. Yep. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, when, and, and it's, you you mentioned the the screen thing. It's not that we're like against screens or anything. Look at a car like Tesla's. Yeah. I quite like those because it's it's just one big simple screen that yep. works well, and and then everything else uncluttered. So it's, you can you can have technology and still make it simple. Yeah. It's like my phone, like it's beautifully simple and like like an Apple, for yeah. instance. Yeah. And you can make screens that work. Mm-hmm. But what what doesn't work is just littered technology where they just threw it in for the sake of having more so they can put it on the window sticker. Like Ford's Mach E screen. 
big old yep. junk that just doesn't work very well. Although they still managed to put a volume knob in. Yeah, what a concept. Wow. <laughs> Which I love. Good job. A magnetic. Well, it's. Uh, I still love something. volume knobs. Even the radio <laughs> that we put into my Explorer, it's an aftermarket. It has a volume knob. Quick shout out to the comments. We've got Moran in here as well. Uh, any plans to drive the new Z? Uh, not for us yet. Mr. Topher, the Topher, is heading to drive the Z in a few weeks at the event. He'll be excited for that. Oh, look at those doors. That is one of my favorite cars. The wire is really darn it. Did we get this in the U.S.? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if you could get them in the U.S. He said, Audi trims are special. You just pick one and hope you like it. Who cares what's on the inside? All that matters is the four rings on the grill. <laughs> Audi, Audi badge. Okay. <sighs> Uh, Joey Finley likes the new A3 uh, a lot more than the old A3, but it still doesn't do much for him. Although, he, he does get what you're saying, Nathan. He has a 2011 A4, and the new ones can be confusing. Oh, he did say the 40 trim makes less horsepower than the 45 trim. So, apparently, that's the difference. I'd rather have less horsepower. Better fuel economy. Just Yeah, just more straightforward. And, and that's, like, for down here, too, I'd rather have rear wheel or front wheel for my daily down here than all wheel. But Nathan, all-wheel drive is so much safer than front-wheel drive. Is it now? Yeah. Yeah, is you it? have to have all-wheel drive. That's why we have Toyota Siennas with all-wheel drive now, because safety. Um, well, it'll be interesting to yeah. spend more time with the A3. I, that's, that's a car. We don't get a ton of time in Audi, so I am, am looking forward to spending more time with it, and we're reviewing it next week, and we will report back with what happens and, and what we end up thinking. Will it catch on fire? Probably not. Other car news. Oh, oh, um, oh, I do have other car news. You know how I was saying that it seems like more um, regular cars catch on fire now than they used to? Well, there was a study show that that is true. Is it really? Yeah. Um, and actually more gas-powered car. They, they figure out that the percentage of, a higher percentage of gas-powered cars, like the percentage of gas-powered cars that catch on fire has surpassed the percentage of electric cars that catch on fire now. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's always been, like, a lot more gas-powered cars. I but just... Apparently, like, the statistically, though, it finally this year surpassed okay. electric cars. Yeah, everyone loves to talk about electric vehicles catching on fire, but, I, I mean, gas cars catch on fire. I've been catching on fire for decades, Yeah, and no one makes a big um, deal out of them. But it's, like, the percentage now. Yep. Um... And that's because now we constantly hear about cars catching on fire. Well, think about all the wiring that's I know. Yeah. Well, look at the new Ford Bronco. It's like that engine is going to not work in two years. And they're already having issues with their new new Fords. I don't know, man. <clears throat> all that wiring. Just, just make a simple engine. But people want wires. No. People crave the tech. People, because if they don't put a lot of crazy tech in there, then kids won't like it on Instagram. And Instagram likes mean car sales. <laughs> and then, what do you know? Some brand comes out with a simple, affordable vehicle like the Maverick, and they just don't make it. Oh, what do you know? People buy it. Yeah. Um, other car news, we did install an aftermarket radio in Nathan's Explorer touchscreen. Yep. Usman, Usman, I don't know how you pronounce it. It was company. a four-beer job. Yeah, it was. Nathan and I uh, had a crash course on wiring that we did not do super great. Should have bought a wiring harness mm -hmm. if you're ever installing an aftermarket radio into your DIN system. Just get yourself a wiring harness, which I forgot about until right after I'd cut all the wires, mm -hmm. so it was too late. 
We also got a nice big power washer installed at DMHQ. It's a super cool, it's like a hundred foot retractable hose that auto retracts and you can pull it out. And uh, we can now power wash penises into the dirt outside the office, which is very important to us because we're 12. Anything else going on in car news? You, um... I'm just looking at this, the Hawaii pictures. Oh, I know something that was neat. We, I, I saw confirmation that Stellantis, <clears throat> our favorite car brand, is coming out with, what was it, a twin turbocharged inline six for a lot of their yeah. upcoming uh, SUVs and trucks? Mm -hmm. That is cool. <sighs> it is a shame that you'll catch on fire if you well, own one. It's also a shame it's just more N to V8. I know. V8s are dead, man. It's um, unfortunate. That's why everyone should go out and buy V8s <clears throat> now because they're going to appreciate. Um, the yeah. other, th other thing is, though, um, it's not 100% confirmed, but we have seen rumors of a new GMC Acadia twin turbo v6 with like 472 horsepower like yeah. a gt version who the hell's gonna buy that sure lots of people are gonna buy that. you think who's going into their gmc their local gmc chevy dealer and, you see and, how and buying an acadia of, with a twin turbo how many v6? people walk out of a dealership with an explorer st with about yeah, similar that's horsepower cool. This will be cool too. Uh, I don't think GMCs can be cool. It's literally the Blackwing engine in that. But yeah, I just don't see. I it. think it'll be awesome. What are they gonna do? Make it fast, but just still handle like dog shit? Probably not. It's GM. Look at them. They've created amazing handling. They make only a... when they want to though. And That's will they point. want to do a good Acadia? I guarantee you they will. Why didn't they do that to the Blazer and make a Blazer SS? <laughs> that would have been a smart move. Instead, what? they made the Blazer the biggest disappointment of probably all the 2010s automotive industry. Um, Chevy's coming back out with the Blazer. Oh, look how cool it looks. And then it's just 100% rental spec. Yeah. Yeah, that was disappointing. Um, Big L for the Blazer. No, I think a lot of people buy that. Um... Uh, I think it'll drive really well because it's GM. Um, it'll probably be ridiculously fast. Well, I do know that Nathan is a big fan of the Explorer ST. So if the Acadia Twin Turbo 6 comes out and, and you like it more than the Explorer ST, then I will be impressed. I think I will. Wow. All right. And here's why. Because it's transmission will last more than 10,000 miles? <laughs> yes. Even though it's probably it's the exact same transmission that's in the Explorer. Yeah, you're right. Probably both does. But GM does such a there's so much better job with yep. no 10 speeds than Ford does. Well, it's the Blackwing engine, which no. means the um, GM performance engineers are probably getting their hands on it. Hopefully. Um, <clears throat> the Explorer ST has 400 horsepower, and versus 472. You're right, and that could make a big difference with that weight. Yeah. Um, and GM. GM's motor will sound better, I'll tell you that. Yeah. GM just does more. They give their perform lately, they give their more performance vehicle their performance vehicles more pizzazz. I agree with you on that one. They just do and you know, they have the Z06 out now. And now that they're doing that stuff more, um they're probably um they're probably more confident in their performance division. They'll just go out and do like stuff yeah like that cars well let's um, see what happens the other thing is, is they're probably trying to you know they have the durango srt and the durango oh, yeah, Hellcat. Against that. they That's got the explorer point. st obviously yeah. um i see you know what's really dumb what with ford yes 
I knew we couldn't make it out of a podcast without ranting about Ford. Why? We're just going to have to rename this podcast the Fuck Stellantis and Ford podcast. Yes. Um, Why didn't they put the 450 horsepower engine in the Explorer ST? Like, why did they put the 3 liter, not the 3.5 in there? Maybe because they knew that no true enthusiasts were buying the Explorer ST anyway. I would if I needed a daily driver um, that that I wanted that handled well, was fast, and cool looking. Why wouldn't you just get the Durango? Sounds better. Because it's Stellantis. <laughs> and it inevitably catch on fire. Well, here's my question for you. Which would you pick? A Raptor or a TRX? <laughs> you know... <laughs> I am starting to lean back more to the Raptor. That's because it's been longer since you've driven both, and I bet you if they were both right there in front of you, you'd go, fuck! Gotta take the T-Rex. What about the Raptor R, though? Raptor R might be different. Raptor R um, might definitely be different. Did you watch that video of the Raptor going through that um, flooded river? I did not. It sounded so good. Because it was underwater? No. <laughs> <laughs> it, I know it sounds not, it's not a V8 but you've got to admit it does sound cool it sounds cool yeah same way like a 350Z sounds yeah, cool yeah it sounds like a 350Z 2 in the morning and it's blasting down the highway by your house or a GTR right um I think it looks a lot better than the uh, TRX yeah I, I could see that I mean looks are in the eye of the beholder mm-hmm. I suppose but yeah I, I, I think um, both on par but I wish for here's you know you know one thing that's interesting. What's that? GM and Ford have not given a single crap about the Mustangs and Camaros. I know, and it really drives me nuts because they're like, oh, no one buys these anymore. It's because you you, you make them cool. It's the same thing with the Focus. It's like if you, maybe if you would update it ten years later, then people would buy it again and not make transmissions that blow out. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, on to the co-part section. Wrapping oh, up the podcast here. I haven't found anything because I've actually been busy lately, but we're just going to take a quick refreshed look at our uh, list here. Oh, it looks like the snowmobile got bought. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Yeah, what else do we have? Now well, that Mazda 6 is up to 2100 Probably not going to buy that. Ford C-Max is still there. Still no one, no one, uh, no one buying it. It goes tomorrow. Maybe we'll keep an eye on it. It just says it has mechanical damage. It's just some, some mystery amount. The buy it now price is gone though, so they must be getting desperate. And other than that, nothing really interesting. Still waiting for this Nissan Leaf to go on sale. It's a base Leaf, and it's been on here for a long time, but hasn't been put up for auction yet. So I'll have, to, uh, I'll have to keep an eye out for that one because I think a cheap leaf would be fun. It'd be like having a large golf cart around. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it'd be cool. Have like a 50-mile range. You but, know what I really want to get? What do you really want to get? Um, the Walmart uh, motorized scooter. <laughs> they put a... <laughs> they put a 50cc engine on a super small scooter. A 50cc two-stroke, mind you. And it's like 400 bucks. Oh, darn it. Is this, it went to a new tab. Why? Why did you go to a new tab? Um, I feel like that'd be a lot of fun. It's not this one, is it? No. Although this one looks <laughs> kind of awesome, too. Yeah. What else do we have here? Are these all things you can... These aren't... Uh, these, this one's gas-powered. 
Oh yeah, the, yeah, those are those are pocket rockets. Ah, it's so crazy. You have one with a basket, and you could use it for door dashing. <laughs> Some so, of these are electric, though. Um, gas power. Yep, there it is, right there. Where? Which one? That one. Oh, I thought this was. Oh yeah, it is. You're right. Yeah, yeah they're just. Slapped an engine on there, pretty much as a weed It's literally a weed whacker engine. Don't you have a weed whacker that you're uh, you have a motor to right now? I do. We should just figure out how to mount that onto some that razor scooter we have upstairs. And we should buy, we should each buy one of those, like something from the Walmart website that's gas powered. Don't own this bike. I would want the motor so I can put on another Walmart bike I bought. I bought this bike in the middle of October, but going up hills are hard. Not practical, and the construction was sloppy. Well, no doubt. I mean, recommend wearing proper padding. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I wonder how fast it gets up to. I think it says. You know, you and I should do what? Buy them, throw them in the back of the rafter, take them up north, and take them off roading. That would be fun. The gas tank, one liter. Not very large. Cruising range is 10 to 20 miles per tank. It's a two-stroke, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, I, I looked up on YouTube. It's just... <laughs> I wonder, would it be better to have the one that you sit on like this or the one that you stand on like this? You can do both of that. We should get one of each. We should. Yeah, and compare the pros and the cons of both of them. Because that would so be very valuable information. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, you know, you could wade through some pretty deep water with that, you know. Yeah. They go... It's got some ground clearance. Definitely. <laughs> we should. What we should do is we should strap the motor to this one with the chair. Yeah. And then make it <laughs> really fun. Great. Moran said, GM engineers know how to put more pressure on clutches. It makes the transmission last longer. But Ford is the opposite of GM. They barely put any pressure on clutches. That's interesting to, interesting to know, and I believe that, because GM transmissions just always feel better, yeah. better calibrated and everything like that. Yeah, and Ford transmissions blow up. Mm -hmm. Other things in GMs blow up, usually like head gaskets and things like that. Yep. Just got to buy Toyotas, kids. It's just, uh, it's just the lesson that we learned from pretty much every episode. We should take an electric one and a gas one and combine the motors and have a hybrid. Yeah, you can put the gas motor on the front and the electric motor on the rear. You should get an electric one and then we can get a, we could each buy, you could buy an electric one, I could buy a gas one and we could compare them. That is true. You know, the one thing I, I'll mention though is that Scooter, the, the one on here is 500 bucks, it's as much as we paid for your Tao Tao. And the Tao Tao is quite a useful machine. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. A lot of fun you can have out there for under thousand dollars, kids. You just yep. gotta uh, gotta know where to look. You gotta think outside the box sometimes. Walmart. Yeah. Save money, live better. There you go. Sponsored. No longer sponsored by uh, brand. Wait, what were we sponsored by uh, um, uh, before? All, all brand. All brand, all brand <laughs> cereal. No longer sponsoring the Daily Motor podcast. Because sponsored by Walmart. Now sponsored by Walmart. Thanks, Walmart. Do you think Ford would ever sponsor us? Yeah, Ford would probably love to sponsor the Daily yeah. Motor Podcast. You know who else would? Stellantis, I think. They'd be a hot sponsor. Yep. Um, Will Smith would also Will probably. Smith would probably be a good fan. We're good, good publicists for him. Yep. Well, thank you all so much for watching and listening, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, we will resurrect Mr. Brower and bring him mm -hmm. back 
to hear how his time was with the Kia Sorento. He's been driving a Kia Sorento around. Good for him. And Elantra N, Veloster N, Kona N, and the Ionic 5. I'm very jealous of him. He actually got to drive the Ionic 5. I have not yet. What the fuck, Hyundai? Get us an Ionic 5. Other than that, I think we are ready to wrap, and we will see you and speak to you on the next one. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Shout out to the memberships. People supporting Daily Motor week in and week out and catching those members-only sound tests and the occasional blooper video, although I don't put many bloopers up anymore because I never really have bloopers because we're perfect. <laughs> and we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you later, everyone. Drive on. Mm-hmm.